Okay, as teachers, we are so into caregiving, taking care of children, pleasing their parents. Maybe you've worked in a school before and you feel like you're on walking on eggshells trying to please your administrator, please the people that you work with. It's just exhausting. And then you've got your own life and your parents that you're pleasing and your kids that you're pleasing and your spouse that you're pleasing. And it's please, 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 please. And we have to get really, really good at not letting people pleasing take over our life, especially if you are wanting to have your own school, start your own business. You've got children that you're serving. You've got families that you're serving. You've got people that you could be hiring. There's a lot of situations that you could be victimized into people pleasing. Trust me, I've been there first year to second year to third year. I am getting stronger and I'm getting so much better at this. Let me just tell you my first year of teaching in, in public school compared to my last year of teaching in public school, there was a difference. And there were differences in between. And my first year of starting a business and people pleasing was definitely different than my third year as a business owner and hiring staff. And it's just honestly a crutch that I have had to work on my whole life, people pleasing. And it has caused me great sadness and fear and trouble over commitments because I'm trying to please people and make people happy. And I've lost my identity so many times in the midst of this. And today I'm going to talk to you about five tips of overcoming people pleasing. And I'm sharing this with you because we have a very honest person in our Facebook group that literally just boom, post on Facebook in our Facebook group. How do you overcome people-pleasing. And I'm like, oh, this is so good. Today, we're going to break the grip of what holds us hostage. And this one goes out to my compassionate friends, my loving, my sacrificing, my putting everyone before yourself friends, those who want to do what others think that they should do. And I will tell you that if I let people-pleasing really dictate my life, I would never be sitting where I am now. I was so afraid to start what I was starting because I was people pleasing. Nobody wanted me to leave my position, so to speak. Let's just stay in school. You know, your teacher friends, the people you work with, your administrators, they may not want you to leave. Your family might not want you to begin this business. So what are we going to do? Let them dictate our entire life? Then you start your business and you feel as if you've got to people please everybody and build your business on people pleasing. And I have done that. My very first year in the midst of just not knowing what to do or how to do it in the midst of COVID, you better believe I was scared to death not to run my business in a way that made parents happy. And it was agonizing. And I got stronger as the months went on. But every year I've gotten better and I've tweaked my business in an effort to make it better for me as the administrator, as the visionary of this school, and an effort to serve families the way that I know is what's best for all of these children. And if it doesn't line up with what they believe in, then they it's okay because I'm not the right place for them. It's okay if somebody doesn't believe in what you're doing. You're not that person for them during that season. So today we're going to talk about how to slice through the invisible wall that keeps you from being your free, authentic self. And yes, it is scary at first. You will come a far way and I'm ready to jump into this. What do you say? Let's get into it. 
Welcome, teacher, to the Let Your Light Shine podcast. If you're searching for the freedom and permission to design the life you love as a teacher, you're in the right place. I'm on a mission to help teachers just like you build their own dream school or homeschooling business. In this present day, the world needs you, teacher friend, to step out in faith and give students an education they love and so deserve. In this podcast, I will teach you how to start a fulfilling and profitable homeschooling business that lights you up. I'm Mackenzie Oliver, former elementary teacher and instructional coach, gone homeschool teacher and business builder. I'm here to empower you to step outside the classroom and choose the experiences, the curriculum, and all the moments that put a smile on your face and your students. Does it seem like a dream? Well, it did to me until God opened the doors and made it reality. Together, we are breaking through fears and moving the crowd. So get out your notebook, sharpen your pencil. It's time to get your teach on. Okay, okay, let's start off with another Apple Podcast review that we are so grateful for. Thank you all so much for taking the time to leave us really great reviews on Apple Podcast. And the reason why it's best to do it on Apple iTunes is because that's really the platform that the most of our listeners listen to. And so I'm so grateful that you've taken the time. You just click on the teacher, let your light shine podcast tab. And then you scroll down about five or six episodes. It says write a review. And then you click that you click the stars and then you write, you can even write one sentence, but I'm so appreciative of MHA hope 27. And I talked about this person on the podcast a couple episodes ago. Um, the one who had found my website by chance, just scrolling through. It's so remarkable, that story. Head on back to episode 140. I believe that that's where it's talking about the person who stumbled upon my podcast. And she says, I stumbled upon McKinsey's school. Actually, she did not stumble upon my podcast. She stumbled upon my website. Okay, I digress. She says, incredible. I stumbled upon McKinsey's school website, which was lighthouselearningmicroschool.com. At the perfect time in my life, I was lost in thought, wrestling with how to make my dream a reality, and a whole lot of prayers were prayed that night. I reached out to the phone number on the website on a whim, hoping for some tips as how she got started. Mackenzie picked up the first ring, absolutely shined a light for me, and shared her podcast to help me begin to take a first leap of faith. You bet I've been a daily listener since. That's so sweet. This podcast is a game changer provides hope and a guideline for teachers ready to do the same. I was starting to feel I was the only one with this wild thought. Oh my gosh, me too. I was so like that. And you probably are sitting there thinking the same thing and dream. But I'm so thankful God called Mackenzie to share her story and knowledge to help others provide the same opportunity to children everywhere. Thank you for filling God's plan and helping others do the same. That was so sweet. Thank you so much. I'm so grateful for you to leave that podcast. I'm just... It, it See, when you share that testimony, it helps other people go, oh my gosh, I was thinking the same thing. Oh my gosh, I wasn't alone. And it's just God's law that you reap what you sow and what you put out, you're going to get back. So thank you for taking the time to put it out, not just for me, but for other people, because that in itself, that testimony right there, that one Apple podcast review is going to connect to so many people who are listening, going, oh my God, I felt the same way. I'm not alone. And then you just never know. We could just all be gathered together one day in the next year or two at this big convention and we're celebrating and we're laughing and oh my gosh, I remember you. Yes, you're in the Facebook group. Can you see it? I can see it. 
can see us having like a shine convention. Okay, let's get back to people pleasing. That's what's most important right now. Thank you, MHA Hope, for giving me that sweet, sweet review. Now, I tell you, my very first year, I completely set up my business to accommodate the needs of others. Okay, when it came to time, money, curriculum, it was COVID. There was just a lot going on. I had my kids. I was just afraid of making changes. I was afraid that this school wasn't going to last, but maybe the first year, then everybody was going to go back into public school. So I needed to make sure that I got the curriculum to align with the public school curriculum because I didn't want to fail them. What if they go back into the system? Oh, gosh. And I just got to tell you, I thought that's what parents wanted. I thought they wanted me to replicate the public school system so that I could be the little saving ground area for then whenever their kids go back into public school, they'd be COVID would be over, the mask would be gone, the vaccines would be done, whatever, and they'd feel better. And then I realized in October, oh my gosh, I am replicating the exact thing that I wanted to run so far away from. What have I done? I have done this because I thought this is what parents wanted and I never stuck to my true vision of what I wanted it to be. Okay, I actually, I did stick to my vision, but I had a lot of people pleasing a part of that vision. Like I had my vision and then I started adding in drops of people pleasing. And I did that for a few reasons. One, I was fearful. Two, I lacked the confidence. And three, I didn't have any mentors to help me during this time. I felt completely alone like I had just jumped out of an airplane. Okay. But I want to go back to some times prior to building a school that I've totally went through people pleasing. And that was Moving from Missouri, oh my gosh, I can't even tell you how hard that was going from leaving my sister who lived down the street from me, who was my very best friend, and my mom who took care of our kids. I didn't want to let people down. I felt like I was hurting them. And then it was having my, you know, people pleasing for, with, with my own children. And then my second and third year, raising the prices of our school, starting to homeschool my kids when I thought that everybody was going to think I was crazy, leaving school to go to a different school, starting a new career, leaving the career. There's just so many things that I literally did not move on or moved very slowly on or had a lot of guilt with because I was thinking about how it was impacting every other person. And I do believe that that does come from just being a compassionate person, but we do have to really harness our emotions and how it can affect us. So, you know, the solution that I believe really helps with this is experience. And I also believe that as you keep going and you keep learning, this scarcity mindset begins lifting. This scarcity mindset that if I don't do it the way that they want me to do it, then no one will come. No one will show up. For an example, building your school or building your business. But the truth is, is that really is anchored in fear and scarcity mindset that there's not enough when really there will be more. You know, I was so scared to lose one student, okay? Lost a student because of financial reasons um, after the first year. I was so upset that I was losing this student and I just was so fixated on it. And I was even gonna go to the route to giving this student the entire next year for free or half, half discounted just to keep the student. And I loved this child and I loved this family, but I thought I can't do that because that's not fair to everybody else. And what if I do that for, for like the next person, the next person, then I'm not building my business sustainable. And then it's beginning to impact my family and our future. And so the truth is, is I've maintained contact with that family. We love each other. We, we, 
uphold each other and encourage one another. But God bless me with 10 more, okay? And in the second year, I lost another very, very precious student of mine. I love this student so much. I was crippled in fear that the way that I was going to set up my business for the next year, I was going to lose the student, okay? I, I knew that if I were to set up my business the way that I felt was aligning to me and what God was calling me to do, I was going to lose the student. And I did lose the student, but I also gained more students. And that student also has gained so much from going to where he or she went next. Because it's all God's perfect plan. It's not Mackenzie Oliver's plan. Okay, I might think, oh my gosh, if I change my business this way, then I'm going to lose this student. When God, if, if you lose a student, you lose a student. But God has a place for that student anyways. It's not just about you and your business. It has to do with their family, their dynamic, their money situation, all of that. So you can rest assured that whatever business decision you make, if it's best, if it feels good in your gut, but you're afraid it's going to disappoint somebody, you need to go with your gut because God's working on them while he's also working on you. So let's talk about some five tips to help you get through this. Okay. The first one is time. Now I know that doesn't sound very fun, but only time and experience and really dedicating yourself to going Okay, is this really what I want and what I believe in? Or am I doing this to make other people happy? Period. Bottom line, go there. All right? It makes a night and a day difference because we are taught to conform. We are taught to please. We are taught to serve. We are taught to be selfless. We are taught that we should do everything for other people other than for ourselves. And if it takes us just grueling over nights, days, weekends, then that's it. Then that is what it is. And that's not true. And I don't believe that that's how God created it to be. So number one is time and experience. And knowing that this might be an area that you need help in. So allowing yourself the opportunity to read books like the book Boundaries, There are other books just researching how to stop people pleasing. I mean, really, if you're having trouble people pleasing and it's causing you to either not act on what you want to do, or maybe it's just that you want to tell somebody, A, I'm leaving this position. I'm going to start my own school or B, I'm going to start homeschooling my kids and start a business out of it. C, I'm going to start this and this and this, whatever it is. Research how you can tactfully say it. If that's what's really the issue is you don't know how to say it or if it's how you can potentially stop pleasing other people, research it, find a book about it. Give yourself time, give yourself experience, because as you say no, you have to strengthen your no muscle, then it gets better. Number two is know your boundaries, because the better you know your boundaries, the more clear you are. And Brene Brown says, when you're unclear, you're unkind. And that means you're unkind to yourself because you're not clear on what you want and what you don't want, which then means that you fall into the trap of overthinking, feeling resentful, feeling bitter, feeling exhausted. You know, I struggled. I've had tears. My husband, I mean, over having boundaries in my life and in my business. I have just, my husband's like, oh my gosh, honey, how many times are we going to have to go through this? And he's an incredible supporter, but I'm like, but, but they're not going to like it. I'm going to have to raise my prices. They're not going to like it. They're going to leave. What if they go somewhere else? It's cheaper. That's better. And oh my gosh, honey, 
there will be more. There will be more. You've, you're in a scarcity mindset. Then they're not your ideal customer anymore. And that's okay. You will have an ideal student during a time. And then they may not become your ideal student anymore. I know that's hard to, to wrap your brain around because it's like, once you're my student, you're always my student. They are, but maybe not a paying student, so to speak. Okay. So there are seasons where you will feel like, what if I don't get any students? What if I don't get any more students? I mean, it has crippled me. And it was because I wasn't very clear on what I really wanted and what my vision was because I was stuck in fear. I was stuck in what everybody else wanted me to do. And, oh, you should do this. And, oh, have you thought about that? And have you thought about this? Now, granted, I appreciate mentorship. But when it comes to, if you know in your heart, this is what needs to happen. This is what the numbers are. This is what the numbers say. This is how I have to make it sustainable. This is how we're going to operate the school. This is how this is going to be for our students because I know them best. Hey, it is what it has to be. So getting clear with your boundaries, what you say yes to, what you say no to. And where does that come from? That comes from number three, knowing your offer. It's like you're a baby again sort of, whenever you start your business. It's your like your very first time teaching, it feels like. But clarity gives you confidence. The more clear you are on what you offer, the more confident you'll be able to say, you know, I think this is an amazing opportunity for your child and your family. Or, you know, I don't think this is going to be the best bet for your family. Why? Because it doesn't align with what you're trying to accomplish. Clarity gives you confidence. It helps you build momentum when you're confident in your offer. Just with anything, a new sport, a new career, a new school, a new hobby. The more you know what more about this area, the more confident you become. So I would obsess over this. To be quite honest with you, I would obsess over what you offer families. That goes directly into that introductory packet, which then bleeds into everything else. Your brochure, your handbook, your contract, your flyer, all of that. Your welcome letter. Your introductory packet is gold. It helps with your website. It helps with your social media content. It is your offer. And the more solid you are on your offer, the more confident you become. Number four, you're going to be a businesswoman now. Businessman. It's time. You're not underneath someone's authority anymore at a school with a principal with a superintendent like you are the one you this is your business you gotta walk in it and that's something that's been hard for me too my husband's like honey this is your business honey this is your business honey but this is your business trust me we've had this conversation before you call the shots Someone has to be the head. This is so good. This is so good. I think it was Miles Monroe. I heard this years ago and I always think about this. Somebody has to be the head because you know what happens when you have two heads? You have a monster. You are the head of the business. You make the decisions just like there's one God. He's the head. He calls the shots. He makes the rules. He does it all. We fall in line according. We don't. We got consequences. You'll be so unhappy if you're running your business with multiple heads. You got multiple baby monsters running around. You be the head. You make the decision. And number five, mentorship. Be in community with people who've gone before you or who are going through it now. We get tons of people asking questions in our Facebook group and amazing, amazing responses and encouragement from people who are building businesses like this as well. All right, so let's go back and recap. Number one, time and experience. Allow yourself to develop. Number two, know your boundaries. Become very clear on what you say yes to, what you say no to. Number three, be confident in your offer. Like obsess over it. 
gives you more clarity, gives you more confidence. Number four, you are the businesswoman. You are the head. Two heads equal a monster. You don't want a bunch of baby monsters running around. And number five, get into some mentorship. Be in community. Join our Facebook group. Email me. Reach out to people who've gone before you and get some advice. I hope this serves you well. I hope that you have an amazing holiday break and that you prepare yourself well as a year is to come and really focus on what it is that God is asking you to do to please God instead of pleasing me. We'll see you soon. Hey, hey, teacher friend. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. I pray it inspired you, touched you, or challenged you in some way because we are making big shifts and using our teaching gifts for God's glory like never before. I'm so grateful for you. The number one way you can support this show is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts and also share this with another teacher. Come join me in the Virtual Teachers Lounge, known as the Teacher Let Your Light Shine Facebook group. Until next time, keep shining your teacher light. The world needs you.